This is Estelle Johnson, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Uh, Jordan Small is here. Timothy Lawson's here. Driver Dog is in the building as well. He is circling. Okay, he's found a spot. He's laid down. We're good to go. Jordan Small, you you announced on Twitter that you graduate next year. Yeah, it's how crazy? How do you you just started? How, how <laughs> I know. do you do that? Um, I'm just in a program that allows me to graduate in three and a half years, and next year we'll I'll walk in May, and then I'll finish up the last semester, and I'll be done. So they so you you're so good at what you do. They're like, yeah, you can walk ahead of time. We we yeah. trust that you're actually going to graduate. Yep, actually, um, it's since they don't have a winter graduation, they actually most of the time have you walk uh, the semester before if you're going to graduate in like however okay. many years and a half. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. We, at American, um, not every school had a winter. But mo- most of our schools had a, a winter walk. Um, of course, far less populated than the, the spring walk. But um, very well. That makes sense then. Uh, all right, Jordan. We're, Spirit are coming off of a 1-1 draw against Chicago at the Plex. Uh, I believe this is the second game so far that I have uh, accurately uh, predicted <laughs> uh, score-wise. So I think I'm going to use my powers for better and start predicting some wins. Um Initial thoughts coming off that game. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty happy with the game overall. I thought that um, a lot of things were done well in that game. Um, I think this is kind of a, a starting eleven that's um, coming together. With, uh, they're in form now, and it's just going to get better moving forward. Obviously, there's some defensive gaps that need to be addressed but uh always good when you're scoring first and uh a tie is a lot better than a loss a tie is a lot better than a loss absolutely not only uh and i know it's early in the season but not only was that tie good for the spirit to make sure they got a point but it was good to keep chicago in check as well right because the last thing that, that you know washington um, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about scheduling here soon. Uh, Washington, ima- we imagine will hopefully be fighting for, you know, one of the playoff spots and, um, the Chicago is good enough to run away with that second position. North Carolina is already gone, right? Like it almost like, unless yeah. they collapse, it's hard to believe that any, but that someone's going to be able to catch up is going to be within striking distance of them at the end of the season. Yeah, and mean, so you so the, the Washingtons, a team that is going to be fighting for a playoff spot, hopefully wants as many teams and striking distance at the end of the season, right? Or in or want to be a part of that group that are that are um, in that those positions. So um, it was good for good for two reasons. There, I unfortunately did not make the game. Uh, I had adulting to do, and adulting got ahead of me, and it got. Uh, I wanted to ride the motorcycle out there, and then I saw the rain forecast, and then I didn't have yeah. enough time to really plan the because we only have one car, so I have to like plan with the wife, you know. And so uh, I decided to stay, but I did watch it. So it was the first game I actually got to watch. Uh, and 
Man, I missed it. Oh, I didn't realize how much <laughs> I missed Spirit Soccer until I uh, until I watched it. A lot of fun to watch. Unfortunately, I, I, I tuned in just after um, Franny's goal, so I, I'm yet to actually see the Spirit <laughs> score. <laughs> but uh, still, still a good one nothing or one to one draw. The Jordan at this point last year, five games, five games into the season, the Spirit had four points. We are five games of the season now, and they have five points. Only a point better than where they were last year, yet this team seems exponentially more capable than they did last year. Yeah, I think a lot of it probably has to do with just uh, parity in the league. I think that, you know, this year it's a lot. It seems to be that anybody can be anybody right now, and that wasn't necessarily the case last year. I think also it's uh, this year's problems are very um, apparent and very fixable, I think. Last year it was a lot of things were happening. Yeah. Uh, this year it kind of seems like, <clears throat> well, the defense needs help. Cool, like, we just have, like, once Rebecca Quinn comes back, that could be addressed. Um, but I think, like I said, it's a lot more fixable this year. Yeah. Um, you mentioned on Twitter that, that uh, you know, same lo- same starting lineup as last week and that you really like uh, how this lineup performs. Um, Tori Huster gets a start. Andy Sullivan, of course, MDH in the midfield. Uh, Ordega, Hatch, and Pew on the front line and then the usual back line. Um, what do you think? Is this a good is this a good go to for the spirit moving forward? Yeah, I mean, like I just said, I think that the defense center back issue still needs to be addressed. Uh, but this midfield is is as good as it's going to get for right now. I think. Um, obviously, once Rose Lavelle comes back, you're going to have to maybe address that in some way. But for right now, this is this is a solid midfield. I think that it's helping the back line a lot. It really makes uh, their jobs easier. And then that front line is coming together. Um, You can't ask for a better front line right now. Um, Here's a a question, and I I don't don't mean to cut you off. Um, When when Benini comes back, if you're you're making the, the starting lineup decisions, where do you plug her into this lineup, or do you? I don't. Okay. Um, I, I think right now it's it's too good to put her in anywhere. Um, they're starting to meld, and I really like that. Uh, I th- I said on Twitter at the beginning of the season I didn't think we we're going to see Ortega in the starting lineup, and now I don't see how you can take her out. Uh, she's just right. she's just playing at the top of her game right now, and. I guess if you're going to take anybody out, it'd be Ashley Hatch right now because Pew and Ordega have formed this partnership that is unlike anything else I've ever seen. Well, that's why I asked the Benini question because at the beginning of the season, we talked about how great it'll be when Pew and Benini are together on the field. And yeah. you mentioned on Twitter that Franny and Mal is, is, is such a combo. And I was wondering if, uh, if you thought maybe putting Benini in that mix makes it a triple threat. Yeah, I mean, I think the nice thing about having Ashley Hatch in there is she adds height because 
if it's if the spirit lack one thing, it's height. Uh, yeah, I mean, and what's funny is you're saying she she brings in height at five eight. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Hatch is clocked in at five eight, and we're we're seeing how she brings in a little bit of height. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you if you look at it like uh, Estelle is like the only other tall field player that they have, and um, it Est- doesn't. Estelle's seem- clocked in at five. I say clocked in. I don't know why I'm saying clocked in on height. She measures in at five six. Yeah, and that so like there you go. Like that's. Uh, yeah. And now that I'm looking at Spirit, yeah, you're right, does not have a lot of height. In fact, and this and this is maybe a good segue into the question I have, um, Morgan Prophet, 5'10", yeah. um, could help in those situations. We still have not seen her yet. Now, do you think that has to do with uh, – do you think that shows how competitive this team is, or do you think maybe she's not developing as quickly as, as they'd hoped? You know – Morgan Prophet is one of those um, confusing stories to me. I really thought that she was going to get more playing time. Um, I thought we would at least see her a little bit, but we're not. And it's almost like if you're not going to use her, try and go get somebody for her that you can use. But uh, I bet you... Once um, Skylar Debris is done with um, Duke, when they need another roster spot, I bet you we probably see um, Morgan Profit get released. That's just my guess right now. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately, I'm trying to pull up stats on... NWSL still has a little ways to go on their website. I'm trying to pull up stats just for spirit players, and for some reason it's not working. Um, that's very disappointing. Okay. You mentioned that you were not crazy about the commentators yeah. on on the stream. Um, I have to say I, I wasn't crazy about the um, not only these commentators, but there was also a commentator last season that sounded a lot like Seth Rogen. Who seems to like get a bunch and like I wasn't really crazy about him either, um, but he was a I think he was a lifetime commentator. Maybe he wasn't. Uh-huh. I don't remember. Anyways, I have not. I feel like the streaming commentators overall across the league, from what I've heard, anyways, over the past year or two, um, have not been great. What are you? What are your thoughts on on the NWSL or their partners? getting the right talent on on audio listen i think a big part of it is that they're not on location to call games and i think that that makes it very difficult to call a good game um you know you think about it and it's like well how hard could it be to to call a game off a screen but like i think you miss a lot of like the minute details that you would see if you were in person. Right. But this week it just was like, it seemed like they were very, um, almost pro Chicago, which is fine, but it's just, uh, it got to be kind of annoying at the end. Um, I was very jealous when I turned on the 
uh, Orlando stream and heard our good friend Michael Minnick on there uh, made me, uh, I was like, why can't, that's what frustrates me. It's like, okay, you're going to have somebody that's within two hours of the Plex calling a game on uh, on a monitor for Orlando when you could have him at the Plex actually calling the game. Right. But you know what? It is what it is. Whatever they want to do. Uh, when Ortega – I have a uh, question for you. When Ortega yeah. scored and she danced – um, the NWSL tweeted dance moves in the district from yes. Ordega. Uh, appropriate because they're technically the Washington spirit or not quite right because they don't play in the district of Columbia as a, lo- as a local DC, yeah. I'm a little bothered by this, but I, I do understand why they called it the district alliteration. I mean, I don't know, but, sure. um, I, like not even not even the Redskins play in the district, you know. What I mean? yeah, <laughs> Very few teams true. actually play in the district, um, but I, I think that's that's probably the local one. Me getting a little bothered <laughs> by the the differences. Like they play in Maryland. Um, where's uh? Oh yeah, uh, you noted that you thought maybe Houston should be taking the corners. Yeah. Um, if you look at the the Thorns game, they score off a off a corner kick that Tory took. Granted, it was a poorly cleared one. It led to a little scramble in the box, but um, I don't know. I just I think that they sh- should give her a chance on some things. But um, Mal is quite capable of doing it. I just like to see maybe uh, them switch on and off. I think Mal has the the left foot corners to to swing in but i'd love to see tory on the other side yeah um big story of the game um i guess not big story of the game if you were watching the stream and i don't i'm sure you could hear it if you were behind the bench as well but um jim gabara not happy about the officiating when it came to contact um Seemed almost throughout the since I started watching the stream all the way through the end, he was telling the telling the officials what for. Um, do you think Jim's justified there, or do you think Jim's just prone to being a little sensitive about that? Um, so when I was talking to my dad after the game, he said, "I've been saying for four years that the death of this league will be bad officiating," and he has said this for a while now. And I totally agree. I think that at the end of the day, the officials need to be better in this league. Uh, It's not just against, or it's not with the spirit specifically. I think Jim has a lot of um, gripes with the officials that he rightly should have. But, I mean, it's across the board. You're seeing videos that come up of, of goalkeepers slamming players into the ground. And it's like, well, that's... That's not good. Or Caprice is getting absolutely pancaked week after week. And it's like, yeah, she's 20 pounds lighter than most people, but, like, she still shouldn't be getting (laughs) thrown to the ground. So um, I think the biggest thing is, like, they need to better officiate the big fouls and hopefully the 
littler fowls will then in turn kind of uh, slow down a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think the officiating in the WSL is bad. How about that tech against LeBron last night? Oh, my oh. goodness. So it's – I mean, like, how do you um, – you know, so so the quick quick side. The Supreme Court is is – going to be releasing a decision on sports betting in the next couple of months. And in, in preparation of that, states have started passing their own legislation to get sports betting ready in their state. Leagues, including the NBA, have tried to lobby in these states to get a 1% integrity fee of – so 1% of all handle should they allow sports betting. I don't know how the NBA has the nerve – after a season where like a third of the team tanked, or a third of the a third of the teams were tanking at the end of the season to lobby for draft position, and you have stuff like last night where LeBron grazes against a tricep going into a layup and it turns into a technical. Uh, no. How about your team learns? How about your league learns integrity before you start charging the integrity fee? Okay. Um, last thing about uh, the Chicago game before we move on. How about Aubrey Bledsoe? Oh my goodness, has she been worth every penny we we spent on getting her? I don't know what did we what did we trade for her again? Was Shalina. It, the, it was a Shalina trade, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, man, what a trade that's turned out to be, huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, I there's not enough you can say about her. Uh, you look at the Portland game, obviously makes a makes a mistake, but <clears throat> comes up big and saves the penalty kick get save of the week, um, then comes up in fingertip save midair off the goal line. Uh, can't get much better than that. Should easily win save of the week and has a nice little uh, bloody lip to show for yeah. it. Caprice uh, was also trying to go for the ball and then ended up getting her face, uh, Aubrey's face instead. But Yeah, even, um, even though the bloody lip really had nothing to do with the save, there was st- it. See, it made it way more dramatic that she got up yeah. from that with a bloody lip. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, you know early, early contention for uh, goalkeeper of the year. She's definitely done her part to keep keep this team in it. Uh, she, not saying that the spirit would not be in this position if it was a different goalkeeper in net, but I think that. She's fitting in very well right now and, definitely and is doing a top, her job. Yeah, definitely a top contributor to the Spirits position right now. Definitely. Sure. A um, few things I wanted to go over, Jordan, before we get into next week's game. Um, uh, the first, we'll start with scheduling nuances. And, and I briefly looked at all of the teams' scheduling, and I was looking for any – parts of their schedule that had extended home or road stretches um, mm-hmm. to sort of see how each, because one thing I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, the spirits had two, uh, they have two, three game road trips that are only separated by one home game. And then they have to wait to the very end of the season before they have a three game homestand um, for in a lot of, you know, scheduling nuances are, you know, it's just all speculation on what could happen. But obviously we know that being on the road is tougher than being at home. 
Um, you know, you have more time to recover the longer you're at home, stuff like that. Um, and so I was curious to how each team plays out. Uh, Chicago has two, three, two, three game homestands and one four game road trip. Uh, North Carolina only the only extended uh, nuance they have is a four game road trip, um, but no one's going to feel sorry for them. Portland has a three game road trip uh, with no home stands. New Jersey uh, has the most interesting, I think, with uh, a three game home stand followed by a three game road trip followed by a three game home stand followed by a three game road trip. Um, I mean, if they can get if they can get some consistency, uh, that that's actually a decent uh, pattern for them. Um, Houston, uh, I think, probably lucks out the most. Only extended uh, extended nuance they have is a four game homestand. Um, but you know, Houston, um, yeah, Orlando three game road trip. Seattle, so Seattle, I think, had the toughest beginning of any. If any team, they had to host their home opener week one against a team that they were very uncertain about, right, which was Washington. Nobody knew how Washington was going to perform. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a team they were unfamiliar with. They ended up winning. And then they go on a four-game road trip, and they have been doing very well yeah. uh, for a team that had to practically kick off. Um, you know, they had to win against a team that they real against a squad they really hadn't played against, and then go on a four game road trip. Seattle going to be uh, going to be tough competition this year, and then they have three. Uh, they have two three game home stands moving on, and then Utah only has uh, a three game away tr- uh, uh, road trip. Um, so those are the those are the extended uh, home and away situations for uh, for each team. Um, the Spirits, I, I could argue has one of the tougher uh, schedules when considering that um, when they have to wait a long time to get their three game homestand um, and uh, has a almost a almost a six week road trip um, only divided by one home game so um, man that's the results in those road games I think are gonna are gonna uh, really dictate on where the where the spirit are um, positioned into that going into that last home stand on whether they're trying to protect the playoff spot or strike for one you know yeah uh we didn't mention it when the nwsl announced it uh but i do want to mention that they uh what was it just two or three weeks ago they announced that they were finally going to pay back boston season ticket holders um oh, fine. <laughs> yeah so uh, since since i've waited so long to mention it and we'll spend too much time on it uh that took way too long NWSL. That took way too long. If you were holding thousands of dollars of my money, I would be so angry Um, because that money is just sitting and I can't do anything with it. It's not growing any interest. I'm not getting any product back for it. Um, And it should be pretty cut and dry. I bought a product. You can no longer deliver it. I should just get my money back. Um, I understand that there's processes that have to be put in place, but that took way too long. Have we heard? Has anybody... Has anybody said that they actually got their money back yet? I've seen a lot of people very vocal about it, but I haven't seen anybody saying, okay, I finally got my money back. Have you seen anything? I have not. Okay. Um, Very well. We'll move on. Big story going into the game on uh, on Saturday was a statement put out by the court – the fan, the support group for uh, for the Utah Royals that did not sit well with a lot of people. Nope. Um, if you have not seen it, uh, someone has a screenshot. Who is it? At Biddy Official uh, has a screenshot, and 
to to summarize, they pretty much said we're not we're not here to entertain any of you. This is our house. Uh, we want you as uncomfortable as possible when you're here. Yeah. Now the courts can't res- took it down, took the tweet down, and they followed up with that person sort of did that on their own. That's not how leadership feels. But they never countered and said, "No, we are welcome <laughs> to people right. coming here." They never, they never went against the the original uh, statement. They sort of just apologized that the statement was made the way it was. Look, I remember two years ago when the squadron went up to Rochester to play Western New York, and I watched the stream, and all you could hear was the spirit or spirit squadron. That's all you heard on the stream was the squadron. No other fans, nobody. Um, look, if your support group is so um, insecure <laughs> that you can't entertain, look, I remember the another uh, uh, example from that from two years ago. I remember when when Cloud Nine came up for a Sky Blue uh, game. In a year where the NWSL was trying to create uh, a rivalry between us, right? Um, and Cloud9 comes up. The squadron hosts them at the tailgate like they always do. But then we were clowning the crap out of them for the whole game, right? The squadron were, were outperforming them. We were tweeting, making fun of them. You can be supportive and accepting to other fans without like catering to them in game right like it's not like we're cheering for it's not like it's not like we uh the squadron starts cheering for the other team because they want to be accepting to them right it you can completely separate the camaraderie of women's sports and women's soccer fans off the field and then bring that and then be competitive again when the game starts and so whether or not they apologize for it, whether or not they try to they try to claim that it, the fact that anybody in your group felt like this is how your support group operates uh, shows uh, that that uh, you're you are unaware of of how to actually be a good sports fan. Um, and those those are my. Do you have any thoughts to add? I just I don't wanted to get that off my chest because I thought it was appalling um, and. I, I was disappointed to see that the Utah game was only one week away because I was like, well, I'm going to go to the Utah game now. I'm going to be loud at, loud AF. Yeah. Um, but that it's next week, and I can't swing that. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, I think for me it was just like, okay, you can have them not be welcome in the stadium, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, like, I think – from what I understand, this whole thing came up because the uh, Riveters wanted to, you know, have a tailgate together. They were going to come out there and, and wanted to tailgate with uh, the court and kind of have one big party of sorts. And um, that set some people off. Uh, I think the the biggest thing that came out of this that was kind of very cool to me was seeing all of these people 
that came together and were like, no, like this isn't how it's done in this league. Um, watch what you're saying. And I mean, the pictures from the past couple finals, it's like Chicago and uh, Kansas city and the squadron and, and sky blue all coming together. And there's pictures of everybody just having a good time together and using the love for soccer. Um, was great to see and it's it's disappointing to me that that a group um that is so new is trying to kind of alienate the rest of the league yeah and look it's not like we're asking the boston red sox to host a group of yankees fans right right like we're not asking for some of the biggest rivals in sports to all of a sudden get along and party together but that i mean that would be great and i'm sure it happens the point being there is the there isn't enough established rivalry for you to even entertain the idea that you wouldn't accept another fan group in right like right. you can't even you can't even use the history of your team as an excuse like if if i heard yankees fans say like we're not accepting bostonites in here i'm like ah that's fair right <laughs> whatever you guys uh lot the Royals have been. I mean, I understand their their Kansas City right move that, that the teams established, but like, you don't even have enough team history to to show any arrogance or any like or any tradition right. in in the way that you're behaving, right? So, um, all right, glad we got that got that out there. Um, besides, we all know the Spirit Squad is the best uh, group <laughs> out there. So, um, step up, Court. You're you're not performing well. Uh, okay. Patreon.com slash follow your spirit, Jordan. Yep. So people can go to uh, to support the show. They can um, they can check out some premium content, including Spirit Small Talk, uh, which yes. is uh, a little segment that, that, that you put out. And then also uh, there is a $6 pledge reward there for the Shirt Club. And we have started. I've just sent to my design guy the idea for the first shirt this season. Yes. It is going to be. It is going to be a when I root shirt. Um, there's going to be a classic slash normal uh, design for it. This is the idea, anyways. Um, and sales from that will directly support the Spirit Squadron. And then there will be a Pride themed version of the shirt, and and we are hoping to have that shirt ready for delivery before June, before, uh, I think June, what is it, 16, is the is the unofficial Pride Night uh, that, the, that the squadron are trying to stir up, and we're going to try to have it available by then, and all proceeds from those, uh, sales of those shirts will go to a, uh, go to a organization that the Spirit Help, or the, the uh, squadron help identify um, so we're very excited to, to finally get the first shirt of the season underway. Um, and who doesn't, I mean, who doesn't love, uh, a nice one I root, uh, yeah. Uh, theme. yeah, that's, I saw that you, you prefer the, the, the Bamos, Bamos. Yes. Um, Bamos. That's yeah. my favorite chant. Yeah. I think, uh, I am, I am, uh, biased towards when I root, but probably cause it opens the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Speaking of Utah not being welcome there, uh, that or where the, that's where the Spirit are headed next. Uh, they play on Saturday. It's a 9 p.m. local start. Uh, no, let, 9 p.m. EST start. Yeah. Um, uh, 7 p.m. local start. Um, 
first thoughts on on this game. I I I am un, too unaware of Utah's performance so far this season to really gauge um, how I feel about this. But I feel like even with on our, on the road, Spirit have an edge here. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Kansas Kansas City had a lot of problems when it came to uh, defensive woes and kind of playing together as a unit, very similar to a lot of the problems that the Spirit had last season. Um, but I think uh, when you look at this Utah team, Laura Harvey's done a good job of trying to fix a lot of those things, and it's it's taking some time. I think that they're starting to come together in some areas. Amy Rodriguez scored her first goal uh, last weekend, so uh, hopefully that's not like her catching on fire. Uh, we wouldn't want that, but um, between her and, and Kelly O'Hara up front, I think they pack a dangerous one-two punch, but it's it's going to be interesting, and I think that the, the Spirit can definitely come away with at least a point here after they came away with a point in Portland. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm pretty uh, excited about their road performances so far this season, so that yeah. should be a good game. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Utah. Um, I mean, I can only go from what I see on paper, but they are oh one and four on the season so far, and uh, I just don't see them getting their first win against the Spirit. Uh, I think the Spirit are, are playing. Um, they're playing better each week. It seems, um, or more cohesively. I think maybe is the right word for it. I feel. I feel like they better understand what it, what each other's trying to do um, each week, and it's only a matter of time. Um, and it may be this game. I think I'm gonna. I think it, it. It could be. It's only a matter of time before, before the offensive firepower that the Spirit have unleashes and they go on a three-four goal tear, right? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say three-one Spirit. I'm gonna say the Spirit going to Utah, um, excited uh, about where they could head, uh, satisfied, but yet dis- not uh, not disappointed. Uh, motivated from only getting a point against Chicago. Um, I say they go into Utah and they they exploit a team that quite ha- haven't quite figured it out yet. And uh, I'm going to go with 3-1 spirit. Yes, I think I'll go with uh, I think I'll go with 2-0. I think that um, they're bound for a, a shutout here eventually, and I think that it'll probably come here. Very well. Who are your goal scorers? Um, I'm going to say Franny has a brace. <laughs> Woo, Franny has a brace. Um, man, how great is she playing? Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, Franny Pew. And, uh, I think we get one from our midfield. I think maybe Andy, Andy finally rocks one in there. Um, we've been waiting for her to, uh, to get some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the the stat that the spirits organization likes to boast uh well there's two of them week to week is Aubrey Bledsoe leading in saves at 29 and that's a that's a that's uh you know it's good and it's it's uh also not great that your yeah. goalkeeper is that busy um and then the other one is shots on goal uh, the spirit have have performed much better this year on shots on goal um Mallory Pugh was six shots on goal. That puts her fifth in the league. Um, it's nice to see a spirit player 
uh, with this type of um, consistency on getting shots on frame? I know you know it's not surprising from Mal, but uh, it is um, it is still it's nice to see that. Yeah, I mean when you're getting behind everybody with ease, it's uh, it's not too difficult. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, Jordan, I think that wraps it up. We are on Twitter at SpiritCoverage, SpiritCoverage.com slash merch is where you can uh, cop some uh, T-shirts or hoodies. We have Joe Hawk. We have OG23. We have Estelle Johnson. If you've been if you've been stoked every time you see Estelle Johnson <laughs> rock a slide tackle, we got a shirt for that. Yeah. Um, and then if you wanted to get nostalgic and, and rock a LeBay shirt, uh, those are also still available. Uh, LeBay got the start, didn't she? Uh, or did well, she just go with the, travel with the team? She traveled with the team. She was named to the roster this week. Uh, did she start? I am not sure. I may have They did play two games, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. Look at LeBay doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Excited for her. Jordan, we'll be back uh, next week. I know this was early on in the week, so I'm sure there's going to be plenty of things that happen between now and the game uh, that we'll have to talk about. Then, plus game game coverage and then preview next week. I'm sure next week's episode will be uh, a busy one. Excited to uh, excited to see the Spear come away with three points in this one. Yeah, it'll be nice.